Welcome to episode one of Throwback Hoops. My name is Woody V and I'm in the house and I got my homeboy, Robbie Clayton with me. Robbie, how you doing? Ready to chop it up, bro? Yo, guys. How you all going? Um, really pleased to be here. Um, it's definitely something we've talked about for a while there, Woody. So yeah, let's get it on. Yeah, man. Got my, got my single malt ready. Ready to chop it up with you, man. Uh, look, I mean, we'll tell you a little bit uh, more about the podcast in, in a second. But just to let you know uh, where you can tune into us, if you want to watch the video, uh, you can jump onto YouTube and, and find Throwback Hoops, our channel. Uh, and and watch the video feed there. But if you if you want to listen to the podcast on uh, on your way to work or while you're working out or just at home, you know all all the podcast channels worldwide, wherever you subscribe, whether it be iTunes, uh, Stitcher, or or you know Spotify, doesn't really matter. You'll be able to get the podcast there. Uh, so yeah, Robbie, you want to introduce yourself to the audience? Yeah, definitely. So yeah, uh, name's Rob Clayton. Um, Probably like uh, most people that would be listening or watching this, I'm a, a lifelong basketball fan. Um, growing up in Perth, I started sort of following the NBL in probably the sort of early to mid '80s. Um, so certainly been um, been around the game for a while now. Um, I've lived in Perth for pretty much all my adult life, but I've still continued to be a huge uh, Perth Wildcats fan. Um, and look, obviously a huge NBA fan as well. I started supporting the Atlanta Hawks in the mid '80s. Um, thanks to a certain um, French-born player that they had at the time. Um, and, yeah, continue to be a fan uh, right through, um, as you are too, right, Woods? Yeah, de- definitely, man. You know, that's kind of what brought us together, and we'll, we'll touch on that uh, a bit later. I mean, podcasting, sports media, that's in your genes, man. It's, it's in your blood, right? I mean, tell the audience a little bit about your connection to, to, to that, that world, right? Yeah, of course. So, yeah, my brother, Matt Clayton's, um, you know, been a journalist for, for many, many years now. He's got a quite a successful Formula One podcast going at the moment called In the Fast Lane. Um, so they do two podcasts a week. So it's a bit of a free plug for you there, Matt. But, um, yeah, it is in the blood. Um, sports has sort of, yeah, always sort of been a big sort of part of our family. Um, yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah, great. And, and, and for myself personally, you know, coming to this country in 1990, living in Beecroft, probably being the only Indian kid in the whole of the school at the time, uh, it was difficult for me to find friends and, and whatnot, you know, acclimatizing to a new, new country and a new environment wasn't, wasn't always easy. But uh, my dad used to go to America, come back and, and bring back basketball cards. Um, and and that, that got me interested in the game. And that's where I uh, found my love for, you know, Dominique Wilkins, Kevin Willis, all those guys, the Atlanta Hawks uh, as well, and the Sydney Kings. Um, and it allowed me to build friendships and uh, s- sort of fit in a little bit better. So I lo- owe a lot to the game. Um, I- I'm Indian, so cricket came from my mom's side and, and, and uh, basketball from my dad's side. Uh, I previously hosted a-, a podcast called The Cricket Googly about eight years back. So this is uh, my second time uh, doing this. But uh, to be able to give back to the game of basketball that's given me so much is, is-, is a big part of, of uh, wh- why I'm doing this. Um, and-, and Robbie, you-, you touched on it-, it earlier. You know, we, we both came together um, because we were Hawks fans, you know, and, and, and fans of the NBL. Do you want to speak a little bit about our, our introduction and how that, that came about and, and when that was? Yeah, absolutely. So um, it's quite a funny introduction. We had a, a mutual friend, um, still one of my best friends to the day, uh, by the name of Pinky. Um, shout out to Pinky if you're listening. Um, so he basically would come home. Um, he worked with Woody at the time, and he'd sort of come come over to my place, and he's like, they're seriously the same 
person that I work with that likes everything the same as you, except he's brown. So he's basically like a brown version of you. And we thought that was a bit funny. And yeah, eventually we sort of, um, we caught up one day and Pinky was like, Woody, here's Rob, Rob, here's Woody. Um, we pretty much talked our, our ears off the whole night. And yeah, I think so we're coming up to about sort of 20 years worth uh, of friendship now. And um, yeah, the bonds is getting stronger. So definitely a shout out to, to Pinky for, for hooking us up all those years ago and yeah, finding someone that pretty much has all the same um, things in common as me. Yeah, thanks, Pinky. Really appreciate it. Yeah, about 20 years now, man. And and over that 20 years, uh, your family and myself have a, a tradition that we, 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 we've we kept up for all this time, right? I mean, I, I did go and live in, in London for a few years where we, we weren't able to do it. But why don't you tell uh, the audience a little bit, a bit about that tradition and how we've kept it up over yeah, time? Yeah, absolutely. So it's been that family tradition with us that we go to um, every Kings and Wildcats game. Obviously, we both live in Sydney. So the Wildcats come here twice a year. And we've gone and seen both of those games for you know, at least the last, you know, 15, 16, 17 years together. So, yeah, my mum and dad, can't have, you know, come to each game. My daughter comes with us now. Um, and, yeah, we, we just go and sort of have a, a, a great time, don't we? You'll be in your Kings gear. I'll be in my Wildcats gear. Um, look, obviously, we know Wildcats have won most of those games. But, yeah, it's been fun, right? Yeah, you know, I'm always running my sorrows uh, with the beer over there because because uh, because my team never wins, man. So it's 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 always good, and you know, your family's become like my family over the years. So it's a tradition we'll keep up, and hopefully, uh, with everyone getting vaccinated and and COVID coming to an end, we'll be able to get out uh, to, uh, to Kudos Bank. How good will that first game back be? It'll be oh, yeah, definitely. I can't man, wait you know. for it. Yeah, I, I hear you, bro. I hear you. Uh, so I guess let's let's just get into what the podcast is going to be about and and what we wanted to do, right? Uh, I mean, we really want to showcase the NBL and and talk about the game in Australia as a whole. Uh, not not just the NBL, though. We want to focus uh, a little bit on on Australians in the in the NBA and and yeah. and how they're performing. Um, and then you know we'll have our Hawks talk for sure. You know because that's that's something we really want to you know you know bring to the audience here and speak about our, our fandom for the Atlanta Hawks and how they're doing. So we'll have a segment every every week where we where we cover what's going on in in Hawksland. Um, and then we'll, we'll we'll touch on some NBA topics, right, Robbie? Absolutely, yeah. No, sort of anytime there's anything that sort of comes up, we'll try and sort of keep a bit of a mix and, yeah, try and keep it fresh and, and sort of not so vanilla and everything, I guess. But, yeah, absolutely, it'll be be a good mix of NBL and NBA. And, and you know, the name Throwback Hoops, right? Uh, I just want to tell the audience a little bit about why we decided that should be the name of, of our show. Uh, me and Robbie, we're, you know, we're, we're nearly 40 now. We're a throwback to the current uh, fan of, uh, fans of basketball you know we we watched the game in an age when the game was played in the half court you you have big mans dominating the game um and and you know we're, we're a throwback to the new fan we're an old school fan fans of the game of basketball and we have probably the best throwback collection in this country i mean two, between the two of us we have nearly 1,000 throwback jerseys. Robbie, is that fair to say? Uh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, you're liking that Ricky Grace up there. That's got to be 30 years old, that jersey up there right there. Um, uh, yeah, absolutely. We, you know, if you combine our two jersey collections, it's it's pretty extreme. But um, yeah, we'll definitely be showcasing some of those on, on each episode. Yeah, and that's that's going to be what, what, what we're going to do at the start of every episode, showcase a specific jersey um, and talk a little bit about uh, the player behind that jersey. In fact, why don't we just start that right now, Robbie? Do you want to... Stand yeah, up and, sure. And, okay, and, so uh, obviously look. you can see the retro Ricky Grace up there. Um, and look, I'll just show you the one I'm wearing now. Yeah, so I decided to, I guess, honour Ricky um, for the first podcast. Um, you know, he's definitely my my favourite ever Wildcat. Um, with apologies to Eric Watterson. 
Um, but yeah, I mean, what a what a great player and, and great career Ricky Grace had. And it was it was almost ironic that you know towards the end of his career he had a short stint with the Atlanta Hawks, um, which was amazing. Um, and then he also became an Australian boomer. So yeah, and he obviously you know he's still sort of involved in in, in the game. I think he's working with the Indigenous community um, over in Perth. Um, but yeah, what an absolute legend of the game. Um, certainly. Uh, I mean, look, Andrew Gaze is probably the best NBL player I've seen, but, you know, Ricky Grace is certainly in that conversation in my mind. Um, and what about yourself there, Woods? What are you rocking today? Yeah, thanks, Rob. So, as you can see... Jay Chill. I got the uh, retro Josh Childress jersey. Um, and, you know, Josh Childress is... One of my favorite kings of all time, you know, he was also an Atlanta Hawk. Um, a big part of us choosing these jerseys is we wanted to get a, a player that's played for our favorite NBA team and our NBL team. So we thought it'd be fitting to go with Ricky Grayson and Josh Childress today. Um, but, you know, Josh Childress is a, is a throwback as well. You know, he's a player who didn't think that, you know, staying in the NBA his whole career would be the be-all, end-all. He's highly educated. He went to Stanford Uni University. Uh, and then he, he, he broke the mold, man. He went, he went to uh, Olympiacos, I think it was, in 2008. And it was one of the biggest European contracts in history. And, and he wanted to learn about the world, you know, educate himself and broaden his horizons. It wasn't all about the NBA for him. Um, and he, he was a pioneer in, in, in sort of starting that trend where, where people – uh, felt they could go overseas and and, uh, and and earn a living playing basketball as well as discovering a bit about the world. And he's given so much back to the basketball community. Uh, he's a part owner of the Southeast Melbourne Phoenix and he's a huge ambassador for Australian basketball. So he, was, was, a, yeah. he was a big signing for the NBL, wasn't he? When the, when the Kings got him that time, it really sort of got a lot of attention there. So, yeah. I still remember where I was, man. I was, I was uh, on the bus and I got a text from you like, can you believe it, Childress is coming to Sydney? And I was just, <laughs> no way. Because back then, you know, you, you didn't really have many NBL NBA guys, you know, coming through uh, the system. Nowadays, you've got a lot of NBA fringe guys and ex-NBA players it. coming. Um, and he was able to bring your boy Al Harrington over and, and things like that. So what he did for this league and, and putting it on the map, um, it cannot be understated, right? Exactly. No, definitely not. All right. So, I mean, it's only fitting today that we, uh, you know, kick it off doing a, a couple of team previews with the Perth Wildcats uh, and the Sydney Kings to start off with. Um so, yeah, uh, Rob, I will actually just throw over to you. Sounds good, mate. So, yeah, look, we're going to obviously sort of kick off the NBL previews, um, starting with the Wildcats. Um, I wish I could say it was the um, championship-winning Wildcats, but obviously they, they had a year off last year of winning it. Um, look, um, it's probably pretty honest to say it hasn't been the most amazing off-season for the Wildcats so far. Woods, I'm sure you'd agree, mate. Um, I think we keep hearing about all these big signings for other teams and a lot of movement. Um, you know, the Wildcats roster at the moment is still, I guess it's still a little bit of a work in progress. Um, there's still two positions available there, including an import spot. And obviously with the the injury to Todd Blanchfield last week um, and his, his um, subsequent knee surgery there, there's probably another position they need to fill there. So, um, look, I'm going to put the, the trust and faith in the Wildcats. They've been an ama amazing organisation over the years. So who am I to sort of doubt their off-season signings and everything? Um, I think the core of their team is still quite good. Um, and look, obviously, anytime you've got Bryce Cotton on a team, that's obviously a great thing to have. Um, 
I guess probably the concerns I've got with the roster at the moment is certainly the big man position. Um, if you look at that depth chart there, uh, you know, there's one centre on the roster at the moment in Majok Majok. Um, Majok Majok's last NBL game played was game three of the 2020 NBL finals in March 2020. So he hasn't played a competitive game in about a year and a half. Um, so, look, it's probably thought that the Wildcats will lock up that third import position for a big, but we'll obviously see whether this Blanchfield injury sort of makes any changes there. Um, look, getting Vic Law is huge. Um, we all saw how good he was last year for the Bullets. Um, he had a very good summer league for the Lakers. So I think he'll slot in really well and sort of, you know, he'll he'll join that culture of the Wildcats and sort of fit in well there. Um Obviously, yeah. we've got the new coach as well in um, in Scott. Don't call him ScoMo Morrison. So he comes with a pretty good pedigree. Um, and look, obviously, you know it's going to be a big change not having Gleason there. Um, so it's it is a bit of a you know a new era for the Wildcats. Um, maybe some of the refs that come to Perth might enjoy um, enjoy refing the Wildcats a little bit more without. Um, without Trevor there. But, um, yeah, look, in terms of some new players, they did sort of sign a couple of um, good sort of young players in Jack Purchase and Kyle Zunich. Um, so, look, both actually um, are, are sons of guns. They both had um, dads that played in the NBL in the 80s. Um, Zoran Zunich, of course, played with um, the Supersonics in the sort of early to mid-80s. Um, and obviously, um, you know, Nigel Purchase, Jack's dad, was, a you know, an important member of those sort of 1990s Melbourne Tigers teams. Um so, look, um, hearing some good things about Zunich. He's a four-year senior at um, Winthrop University in America. Um, took his team to the NCAA last year, which is a big thing for a small school like them. So, look, although he's a development player, along with Corey Sherville, I think both of those guys will contribute this year. Um, hey, Robbie, yeah, yeah, so you, you want to hmm. actually take the, uh, take the listeners who, who, who can't see this in front of them through the depth chart and what it kind of looks like Absolutely, uh, on mate. opening night. Yeah, yeah, of course. So as I said, so there are sort of still two roster spots um, available at the moment. But if you look at sort of the guards there, we'd run with sort of the, the two uh, point guards with uh, Mitch Norton and, and Kyle uh, – and sorry, and Kevin White. Um, we saw obviously Kevin White had a great season last year and then re-signed. Um, the shooting guards, we've got um, Bryce Cotton and Kyle Zunich. Um, I was going to do a little bit of a spiel, to be honest, about Bryce Cotton and this whole naturalisation thing, but honestly, it just until it happens, I'm just not going to sort of put any more faith in it. It seems like it's just going on a long time now. Um, I know there was a big step with him getting a visa last year, which he got. Um, I think it's like some sort of talent visa there, but still no updates on the naturalisation. So um, we'll, we'll give you an update when we've got some there. Um, so, look, you know, the guards are pretty strong, I believe. You know, obviously Norton, White and Cotton, you know, are, are returning from last year. Um, in terms of sort of the, I guess, the swing men and small forward, I mean, the big one there is Luke Travis. Um, obviously, you know, this is his first full year on the roster, with, you know, not being a DP player. Um, we've also got um, Corey Sherville, who I mentioned earlier, and Todd Blanchfield. Um, I guess the latest on Blanchfield is looking like a four-month knee injury, which could sort of um, have him out until maybe early early to mid-January next year. So that is a huge loss for Perth with how, um, you know, Toddy played so great last year for he them. He did, he did, yeah. Um, and look, I guess in terms of sort of the other sort of big guys, I mentioned Majok Majok is the only centre on the roster. Um, the other sort of bigger sort of guys there, we've got, you know, obviously Vic Law, who I discussed earlier. We've got Jesse Wagstaff returning for another year. Um <laughs> And then we've got Jack Purchase. So, um, yeah, so I think there's still definitely a little bit of work. I think we do sound, seem like we're a little bit behind some of the other teams at the moment, but 
as I said, I'll keep the faith there. Um, we've still got an import spot open, and we've still got another spot open as well. Man, I'm telling you, I'm telling you, bro, you guys are not making the playoffs this year. You got no chance. I think you're probably eighth or ninth, something like that, right? Yeah. Look, this is probably the first year I might agree with that, Woods, but I should also let the listeners know you've probably said that same comment to me for the last 10 years. Um, and in those last 10 years, if I remember rightly, I think we might have made the playoffs every year and maybe won, maybe won six championships or so. So, um, yeah, we'll see how we go with that. But, yeah, look, I, I think the odds are sort of getting a little bit longer for them, for them making it based on this offseason. Since 1987, Doug, since 1987. So it's, it's a crazy status. It's been a while, it's, it's, man. Right? I mean, that's, we're talking sort of world sport there and world sports league. This this streak of the Wildcats making the playoffs, is it's unbelievable, really. So I hope it continues. Yeah. Hey, man, I was listening to the Brad and Bodie podcast the other day and, and Cal Bruton was on there and he was talking about that 87 season, you know, and when that run started. So um, in preparation for this this recording uh, it was it was kind of fitting that I, I listened to that so yeah this is the year it's going to end though man i'm telling you um so what about that center position i mean i'm really concerned there right? yeah I mean, just... it's a worry isn't it i mean yeah. they, there was talk that they were looking um you know at matt hodgson in the off season he's obviously since decided he's going to europe so yeah. i was actually he would have been a great get for the wildcats they've had some pretty good sort of um aussie centers over the last few years so he would have been good but yeah we've got to kind of move on now um I think it's probably going to be an import. I think they're probably going to be waiting to see how these NBA training camp rosters go, look at some of these last cuts and potentially sort of get a, a name player there. Yeah. yeah. Um, and yeah, I, I mean, look, Woods, I'm probably not exactly sure what they're going to do with Toddy at this stage. I mean, they're talking a four-month in, um, injury. There is talk that the season, as we know, could be um, pushed back until December. So we'll see how we go. And then if it is December... Toddy might only miss a month there and we can probably sort of cover him there. But look, if it does start as expected or if the injury doesn't go as we thought, that could be a, a big sort of hole for them. Yeah, and with Travis, man, I mean, let's talk about him a little bit. He's really been upset that he was not listed on the top 100 players uh, or prospects for the draft next year. And he he feels that he should be a first-round draft pick. And he's got a point to prove uh, after that list came out uh, from ESPN. I um, mean, he's going to have that opportunity to put up big numbers, with, especially early on with, with Toddy B out, out of the lineup, right? Exactly. I mean, look, um, Luke's shifted to the number 23 jersey this year, so I thought that was a pretty good sign. Um, you know, some of the guys that have worn that recently, you know, Casey Prather and Tariko White. Um, we're going way back when we had some Anthony Stewart in that number two. So I think that's um, – he's going to have a great year. Um, you know, obviously he's going to be starting this year. He's going to get a lot of opportunities. Um, and, look, I think the best thing probably about Travis as well is he can legit play three positions. You know, you can put him out there at one, two, or three. Um, and he'll he'll excel in all those positions. So really looking forward to see how he goes this year. Yeah, and, and I mean, what about that center position? Any candidates there? What about Plum Dog Millionaire? Any chance he can come back and, and do a yeah, job? Yeah, there has been some position? talk about Plumley, hasn't there? I mean, I think a lot of this, um, yeah, I know he did really enjoy his sort of time last time. I'm not sure what his current playing status is, but yeah, look, if we could get him, I, I'd be happy with that. I think a, an import trio of... Um, of Bryce Cotton, Vic Law and, and, and Plumlee would be great. So obviously, yeah, we'll be keeping an eye on him. I think we'll probably know more in these next couple of weeks after these NBA um, training camps sort of, you know, start to make their first sort of roster cuts anyway. And uh, Jesse Wagstaff, this is probably going to be his, his last run around, would you say? You'd think so. Look, I was I was pleased that he came back for one more. Look, obviously it was a, a, a pretty tough season for Jesse last year. I know... 
there was a lot of focus on that missed layup and a few other things. But look, I, I still think he can, can can contribute to the team. Um, he yep. could potentially play some small ball five if needed as well and try and stretch the the D out a bit. And I think he's just a great player just to have around as well. Um, so look, I, I'm glad he's back for another year. He's certainly the the, the veteran on the team. Absolutely. He's not going to be sending a Christmas card to my main man, Jay Chill, is he? No, I don't think those two will be um, will be doing that. <laughs> <laughs> good, good. Um, and just why don't we just touch on Scott Morrison? He comes with a high pedigree. Um, tell us a little bit about him and, and what he's going to bring to this this lineup. And he's, he's got he's got his uh, Mike Kelly by his side as well, which is going to be good, right? Like, yeah, absolutely. So look, he comes with with a great pedigree there. He's sort of been coaching um, in sort of the G League, and and you know he's had some good sort of experience there. So um, look, I think it's great that we are getting some of these you know fringe sort of um, NBA head coach type people that are coming out here and we've seen it a little bit the last few years so look I think it will be a big shift from Gleason um Gleason was a little bit of an old school coach I, I from what I sort of hear about um Scott Morrison he's probably going to be a little bit more of a players coach um yep. but yeah I think it's it's going to be a great opportunity for him to kind of come in and you know put his stamp on on what is a little bit of a new team this year and, and try and sort of word yeah, yeah keep the playoff streak going right yeah, no, 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 that's not going to happen, man. Kind of like your fantasy uh, fantasy streak, it's probably going to come to an end and both the Wildcats and uh, Robbie Clayton's team in, in NBL fantasy ain't going to make the playoffs this year. That's my that's my pick. The double's going to happen. So, well, we'll see. On, on, it hasn't happened before. On, on, who's, who's, who's the reigning champion in our fantasy league, man? Well, yeah, well, I had to let you get that one, you know. <laughs> um, so okay, while we're on the t- topic of that, uh, before we move on to the Sydney Kings, I want uh, I want to get your fantasy you know stud and your sleeper. Mm. I mean, who's the guy who's the banker that you know you got to put in your NBL fantasy team? Who's yeah. the guy who could be a sleeper this year? I mean, look, I mean, I guess probably the two studs. You could look at either Vic Law or Bryce there. Um, I mean, Vic Law was a beast in fantasy last year, but look, I'd probably still say Bryce. Um, just what he puts up every game. Um, you know, he shoots. Shoots pretty good percentages. Um, he's a very efficient player. So, yeah, I mean, if you have him and, and captain him on sort of those um, games where Wildcats are playing two games, you'll go pretty well with that. So that's certainly who I'd say were the stud. Um, look, in terms of a sleeper, look, I probably would say that, you know, Luke Travis is probably not a sleeper now. Um, I guess yeah. we're probably expecting big things from him. Um, so, look, maybe I could say my man Corey Sherbel there, um, you know, DP player. He was on the roster last year. I thought he showed a lot of promise last year and he was sort of playing, you know, behind a few guys like Steindl there. So I think he will get a few more opportunities. So, look, I think with opportunities, he could definitely deliver. So, yeah, I'll say, I'll say Corey Sherbel for my, um, yeah. for my sleeper. And early on, he'll get opportunity to play and you'll get him at a basement price, right? That's right. He'll be cheap as chips. Yeah. Cool. Also yeah. got to give a shout out to the basketball blokes who do their podcast on NBL Fantasy. I'm a big fan. I love what you're doing. Uh, and, and we'll be tuning in this year as well, Robbie and myself. So Absolutely. Can't wait. Yeah. And so what about you, Woods? You want to sort of um, give us um, what this offseason and the, the depth depth chart and everything for the Kings is looking like? Yeah, oh, definitely. And I mean, the thing about a successful NBL side is that they keep uh, – a nucleus of players together for multiple seasons on end. We just saw that Perth Wildcats team and you got guys like, um, you know, Mitch Norton, Jesse Wagstaff, Bryce Cotton, at least three or four guys that'll come back year on. Majuk Majuk's been part of that system for a while. Um, and that, that, that's what leads to success in the NBL. And, and the knock on the Kings is, you know, they keep sort of bringing in new players every year. Um, so, I, I mean, it's nice to have a few guys coming back this year. So we've got Xavier Cooks, coming back, uh, Jarrell Martin, Jordan Hunter, uh, Sean Bruce, uh, Angus Glover, 
Tommy V, who who had a great season, and 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 Jalen Galloway, Galloway, the the DP. So it's nice to have some guys coming back and actually having a, an import to come back for a, a second year. Um, that's a nice looking roster on paper there, Woods. I've got to say, mate, that's got a real good mix of you know Aussie talent and good imports there. So. Yeah. yeah, yeah, definitely. And I mean, like, um, as you said, um, you know, having having that that nice mix there and, and guys who've got talent um, and can contribute right away is, is going to be a big plus for us. And, and you know, a guy like DJ uh, Vasilovic, who had a great season last year, he's going to be injured at the beginning of the season. And, and we decided to lean on you guys a little bit and get Wani Swakala Bullock to come over and, and as an injury replacement who never really got that opportunity under Gleason. So hopefully he can he can make a name for himself in Sydney. I'm, I'm looking forward to, to seeing what he can he can offer. Um, the depth chart, as it looks, you know, you've got, you got Jalen Adams, uh, at point guard, you got uh, RJ Hunter at shooting guard, uh, Xavier Cooks in the three spot, uh, Jarrell Martin at the four, and, and Jordan Hunter, who, who you know, who's so improved in, in what he's be, been doing on the floor at the center position. So that team looks Definitely. great off, off the bat. And uh, I think uh, for a guy like Chase Buford, um, he wanted to bring in a point guard who he's familiar with. And 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 Chase Chase Buford, uh, you know, had great pedigree, you know, son of R.C. Buford from the Spurs. Um, you know, the NBA and, and basketball is in his blood. And he felt that, look, I want a point guard who can run the offense uh, to my liking. And and the fact that uh, him him and Jalen Adams have that uh, background from uh, their time in the G League uh, at the Wisconsin Herd, uh, that really, you know, lends to the fact that, um, uh, you know, straight off the bat, he, he's got a, a, a trusted lieutenant who's going to be able to run that offense right, right off the bat. Um, and a guy like RJ Hunter, you know, Half a decade ago, he was he was drafted by the Boston Celtics, and he's been a bit of a journeyman, gone all over the world, and and made a name for himself um, as a bit of a gun for hire. And 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 you know he he can make he can make that three point shot, you know, and um, he he's a lights out shooter, and that's kind of what we need in in, in this offense. So so having him there. Uh, uh, hey, Willie, one, yeah. one thing from yeah. this roster, mate. One thing that does stand out a little bit to me: there's not a lot of veterans on the team this year, is there? Compared to what no. they've had in the last few seasons. No, you're right, and and, and having a, having guys like uh, Brad Newley and and you know, um, uh, in in the locker room, you know, Even really kicks uh, as well. Yeah, you know? yeah, kicker who just retired, man. Just it, it kind of like helps the young guys come along a little bit. But I think Sean Bruce is going to have to step into that role a little bit, right? You know, mm. he's a veteran now; he's been around for a while. Um, he's our longest tenured p- player, if you can believe it, Robbie. So mm, I think great. a guy like Sean Bruce needs needs to uh, sort of you know step into that role of of the, of the veteran that can bring the young young guys along. I just want to also um, talk a little bit. Um, I got a friend, a really close friend. We've been friends for nearly thirty years. His name is Mahesh. Uh, he's from Oz Hoopers TV, um, and I've been speaking to him quite a lot. And uh, uh, he. He played professionally in the in, in the Indian League, and then after he finished his professional basketball career, he moved into coaching. Shout out to you, Mahesh. Um, and, and and then during those travails when he was coaching, he developed a relationship with uh, Biwali Bayless, who's our backup point guard. Um, and 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 those um, occasional training sessions became into a regular occurrence until the point where Mahesh became uh, Biwali's uh, official trainer and has worked with him for the last three years preparing him for this moment where he can go to the pros uh, and what uh, Mahesh tells me is this guy's a tenacious defender uh, you know he's, he's willing to play play ball on both ends of the floor and 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 he might have some NBA potential and to learn from a guy like Jalen Adams um, and and under the ch- uh, tutelage of Chase Buford is, is going to be nothing but but good for him what he heard about the, the Redfern boy he's a local boy from Redfern what he heard about him Robbie um, I haven't heard too much to be honest, mate. Um, yeah, I probably sort of haven't been following the Kings as much. You let me know what you sort of think about him. 
yeah, I mean, my boy's got big reps on him. So I'm, I'm just really looking forward to seeing uh, what he can contribute. And he's going to have that opportunity right off the bat because at that point guard position, Bruce might play a little bit of point guard. But last year, you know, he was moved to the two spot a little bit. So Bayless mm. is going to get that opportunity right off the bat. And uh, I'm interested to see uh, what he can bring to the table. And if he's anything like uh, what Mahesh tells me, uh, really exciting prospect. Really exciting how's, prospect. Um, how's DJ looking like um, this recovery from his injury there, Woods? Is he looking like he's on track or...? Yeah, it's going to be a while, you know. Um, he's not yeah. going to be obviously Swakala Bullock's been brought in because uh, a serious injury like the one he suffered means that um, he's probably going to, if he's going to play, it's going to be towards the back end of the season. So let's That's bring him a good along. Thing to have, isn't it? You know, bring him back. I mean, he was he was really impressive last year. I've got to say, so microwave, bro, microwave, was, right? Like, and yeah. uh, I think playing with Casper Way did him a lot of good last year as well. You know, he would have in his, in his first season uh, as a pro, learning mm. from from a guy like Casper Way would have been good for him, right? And I think he enjoyed playing alongside him. What about in terms of the Kings sort of fantasy stuff there, Woods? Have you got like a you know a, a sleeper or a, you know a start or anything you can give us from the Kings? Yeah, I do. I do actually. Just before I do that, I wanted to talk quickly about the the two Maker brothers as well, right? Might as well touch on them. I mean, you got Mature Maker, Thorn's brother, uh, and Maker Maker, their their cousin, and he's part of that Next Stars program, right? And yeah. we we've seen how successful the Next Stars program has been in setting people up to, to you know, make that transition to the N- NBA. I mean, um, Didi Lozada's done that recently from the Sydney Kings. And the opportunity for especially uh, uh, Maker, who's going to be uh, uh, in, the, in the draft next year, to, mm-hmm. uh, to actually learn from the likes of Luke Longley and Andrew Bogut as part of that, that, uh, that Sydney Kings, um, uh, you know, hierarchy is going to be really good for him. And, and he's the guy that I'd have as my sleeper straight off the bat. This guy's got a lot of talent. Um, you know, he's going to put up good minutes in uh, good, good numbers in limited minutes uh, with Jordan Hunter and him there. It's kind of almost like, you know, he might get 20 minutes a game off the bat and, and he's going to give you block stats. And we always talk about fantasy and how much it's, it's weighted towards the big man, the points you're going to get for blocks and, and mm. steals. Right, Ravi? So yeah, I think exactly. a guy like, I think a guy like uh, Maker, Makua Maker is going to be the, the, the sleeper for me. Um, in terms of stud, I, I'm going to, I was going to go with Jalen Adams, but I just feel that Jarrell Martin this year, I mean, um, it's great to have an, a Sydney import coming back for a second year, by the way. You know, it doesn't happen unusual. often, right? Very unusual. Yeah. Well, I suppose Casper came back for a few, but yeah, yeah it, it's unusual yeah. for some of the big guys to come back, isn't it? Yeah, and that, that relationship with Chris Pongrass as well with Memphis yeah. has allowed uh, uh, allowed him to come back. And I think he's going to stay fit this year. And he's, he's going to be a 2010 guy almost. You know, he's going to be a double-double machine. Um, and I just think that if he stays healthy, Jarrell Martin is going to be my fantasy stud this year. I mean, get him. He's probably going to have power forward and center ability, eligibility, mm-hmm. uh, hopefully. So I think that's the guy that you can move around either position. And uh, um, I, I think that he's probably the guy for me that uh, that would be the stud. But but keep an eye on Jalen Adams. You might get him at, at cheap straight off the bat. Uh, but yeah, I mean. And Woods, have you got any sort of um, any King stories or anything like that from your sort of you know time being a fan of the Kings that you'd like to, to tell the audience? I do. I was actually going to ask you about a Wildcats uh, story, but uh, of course, let me yeah. kick it off. Kick it yeah. off myself. Yeah. So, I guess in 1990, 1991, um, my dad took me to a Kings game, and and back then, you know, it was all about, um, you know, we had banners at the cricket or the basketball. You took banners to the game. I mean, that's a, it's died now, Robbie. But <laughs> back then, it was like you know, you'd get on TV if you showed a banner, and um, uh, Channel Seven, uh, you know, they they they, they were. The, the network that actually covered the games back in the, in that time and and uh you know the, for for all our, for all our older viewers you would remember there was an ad um you know 
yeah, dad, I'm looking after myself from McCain. Oh, McCain, you've done it again, you know? And, and, and the greatest player in, 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 one of the greatest players in King's history was Dwayne McLean. So I had a banner put together. My auntie, who was an artist, spent all day working with me on, on creating this banner. Um, and it was Dwayne McLean, you've done it again. And we used the branding and everything exactly like it was done on the, the McCain ad. Um, and, and I put it up and uh, Channel 7 reporter came, talked to me, asked me about it. And uh, we taped the game on VHS back then. I came back, watched it. And, you know, my banner's up all the time. Every time D- <laughs> the, the, the D-Train scored a bucket, you know, you'd see me, this little kid holding up his banner with his king's hat. Um, and, how, how many uh, dunks do you reckon the D-Train would have had that game, Woods? Man, it's, it's going back 30 years, so it's hard for me to remember, but he would definitely have some knowing Probably him, right? five or six or something. Yeah, for yeah, sure, yeah. for sure. You know, Tim Morrissey throwing in the ball and him just going upstairs and getting it, man. That's, that's, <laughs> that's probably what happened. But uh, it. it was a great, fond memory for me because I got on TV and, uh, uh, you know, actually being able to – and it was my idea as a young kid to, to mix up that, that McCain ad with Dwayne McLean and, and make a banner out of it. So for me – that was that was huge, and it's a it's a fond memory in time. It's showing our age, man. How long we've been watching the game for, and and and, right. and following it. So, uh, thirty years ago now at the Sydney Entertainment Center. So, uh, I know you got a great Perth, Perth story, man, from from when you were growing up. So, uh, what, I've got one. Look, I don't know if it's that? as good as yours, but yeah, look, I guess from um, from my little sort of Wildcat story, um, it was back in nineteen ninety. Um, um, uh, Wildcats uh, player Tiny Pinder had just um, basically opened a sports apparel type shop in the in the city in Perth. Um, so look, I was all sort of excited to see if I could go there and get an autograph and maybe get a photo or something like that. So yeah, anyway, my dad sort of took me along to this um, this little sports shop in just an arcade in Perth. Um, and so I got to meet Tiny, which was you know a, a huge thrill for me sort of back then as a you know a ten or eleven year old boy. Um, Unfortunately, it sort of didn't quite work um, as well as we thought. I thought I'd sort of just be able to go and get an autograph and get a photo and sort of be it like that. But um, they had an interesting policy there that basically you couldn't take your own camera and take a photo. Um, and then if you did want a photo with Tiny, the shop would take it and they would charge the the prize sum of $20 for doing so. So given this was 30 years ago, $20 for a photo was was a little bit pricey, I guess. But um yeah, what could I do? Dad knew I wanted the photo. I kept on pestering him. So I've still got that photo after all these years. Yeah, show us, um, Robbie. Okay, there's me and um, me and Tiny back in the day there in 1990. So, yeah, that's kind of that old school um, sort of photo I've got there. So hopefully that's coming through all right for the people that are watching the video. But, yeah. And knowing your dad, he wouldn't have been happy to give up that $20, oh, man. Oh, no, he wasn't pleased about that. No. Like I said, he brought his own camera. He thought he'd just go there and take a photo and like that. He didn't realize he'd be paying for a photo. But, yeah, I'm glad he did. So thanks for that, Dad. Yeah. Just on that note, actually, while, while, you, while you're talking about the Pinders, I've got a pretty good relationship with Keanu Pinder. And I've been speaking to him over the last few months, telling him about this uh, project that we've been doing. And I've been, he, he tries to stay away from the limelight. He doesn't like too many interviews or whatever. But I've been bugging him been bugging his ass to come on this podcast and i'm working on him robbie so hopefully we can have him on a guest this season Mate, i think we'll both be really season. excited to see how he goes with goes with cans last year uh, with uh, this year i mean we both really sort of enjoyed following and watching his games last year so yeah oh. i'm looking forward to see him in the, yeah he just in the he just built and yeah. got better and better didn't he as the season went on and he, did. Uh, he might be a a, a a basketball player but he's an even better person off the court so having him on, on this show would be would be amazing yeah, um Thanks for that story, Robbie. I guess let's just move on now to our uh, Australians in the NBA section, right? And uh, I think for our, 
for our focus today, we really want to talk. We really wanted to talk about Dante Exum, right? Mm. So I'm going to throw out a few topics to you, Robbie, and then you can hit me back with um, what you think, uh, and 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 we can go from there, right? Uh, sure. So Exum's got picked up by the Rockets. He's coming back. Uh, it's a three-year, non-guaranteed contract, uh, and it could be worth up to 15 million, with roughly half the deal uh, in incentives, depending on if he stays fit, if he achieves certain KPIs, etc. What do you think about that? I think it's a pretty good sort of opportunity for him. I mean, look, obviously his stock did seem to to rise a little bit after he's showing in, in Japan in the Olympics. Yep, um, yep. And yeah, look, I think it is a good opportunity to go to. Look, there's probably a little bit of uncertainty in Houston at the moment. They sort of, they are in rebuild mode. I think there's no sort of, um, there's no sort of hiding that there. Um, but look, I think it'll be good. I mean, they've got a lot of younger sort of guards on that team now as well. So he could come in at age 26 and sort of be that veteran and help, you know, develop the lights of Jalen and develop the lights of Kevin Porter and those sort of guys. So yeah, I think it's, it's definitely a good opportunity for him. And, and look, I, I wouldn't like to say it's a last opportunity, but I think it's, I think the clock's ticking a little bit on Dante there now, you know, he was a, a lottery pick. He's sort of been to a few teams now and had a few injuries. So I think this is a big, big year and a big opportunity for him. Yeah. You make a few very good points there. He's a veteran now. The last seven years have just gone, right. You know, and he's, he's a seven year pro, although he's been, uh, you know, injured a lot of the time. He 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 knows the NBA lifestyle. He's been around uh, the blocks for a while now. He's got that international experience, so he's coming in as as that veteran. But I I'm I'm, I'm going to tell you, this is his last opportunity. If he can't stay healthy and stay fit, right, uh, yeah. and 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 really, you know, make a contribution over these next three years, it could be difficult for him to stay in the league, and he should he he might have to look at Europe or coming back to Southeast Melbourne, which he's talked about, right? So yeah, that's it. That's it. Yeah, no, look, definitely a big opportunity for him. I think we'll all be sort of hoping he has a you know an injury-free season. We can just sort of see him back out on the court and doing what he does because he's great to watch. I mean, with the energy and the sort of excitement he plays with, there's not a lot of players out there like him, and he's he's obviously still got a lot of athleticism there. So, yeah, fingers crossed he's, he can sort of have a great year. Hey, dog, we talk about it all the time, man. When we watch him play with reckless abandon, you know, and drive to the hoop and just not care about, you know, his body and – what does it make you feel like when you see him? In the Olympics, we saw that a few times and we were texting back and yeah, forth. Yeah, it worries you every time. I mean, you see someone like Westbrook play like that and Westbrook just gets up every time. But yeah, with Dante, he sort of goes down and you're like, oh no, is he getting up from this injury? So right. yeah, it's definitely it's definitely a tough one to watch him sometimes. But I, I definitely Word. enjoy it. Definitely, definitely. And, and tell me about that Olympic performance. How much did that play a role in him getting this opportunity, the Rockets, do you think? Yeah, look, I certainly think it did. I think it probably gave him a lot of confidence as well. He didn't have a lot of opportunities in his last few stints. Um, you know, obviously he was on the big stage in Japan there and, you know, he delivered. He sort of showed that he could come off the bench and and be a real spark. You know, he's a very sort of um, good on the ball defender. He's quite a reliable shooter these days. You can definitely hit that corner three, which I think would probably fit fit in well with Houston with the way they sort of like to, you know, play that sort of style of ball. But, um, yeah, I think it did sort of give him a, a big opportunity there and, you know, yeah. obviously sort of going over there and getting that bronze medal and, and showing what he was made of, I think it definitely opened a few doors for him. Yeah, I mean, he came in, you, you, you touched on it well, he came in this league as a point guard who could, you know, really run the offense. But now he's actually developed into a tenacious defender. You know, he's got that three ball. He's still got that brilliant first step and he can get to the rack with ease. He's got to be able to finish a, a bit better. You know, he it, it seems like he gets to the rack quite easily and then and yeah. misses some gimmies. So hopefully he can work on that and, uh, uh, and, and, and really take his game to the next level. You know, fingers crossed for him, he stays healthy. 
One final thing, man. We talk, we 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 listen to the Rockets talk about how they're gonna sit John Wall. They ain't gonna be playing him on that on this rebuilding team. Is mm. is that really gonna benefit Dante? You know, is is he gonna really um, get an opportunity? Maybe even start now, right? In, in, yeah, in look, line. it definitely gives him an opportunity. I mean, look, in a way, I see a little bit of the way Exum plays in the way that sort of Wall has played in the past. Yeah, you said it, few, man. You I mean, look, it. obviously Exum's yeah. quite a bit bigger. That's probably the one difference there. Um, but yeah, I think it's a good opportunity. I mean, look, I think it would have been good if John Wall was there too to learn from someone with that pedigree. But look, yep. it looks like he's definitely not going to be there. That's the, the road they decided to go down. So yeah, look, I don't know about starting. I, I think he might be being a bit of a homer there, Woods. But you know, we'll yeah, see how right. he goes. You know, if he you know. has a good yeah. if he has a good training camp, you never know. But I'll be expecting him to start Jalen and, and Kevin Porter in the backcourt at this stage. But like, if to bring him as a spark off the bench would be a real good thing for him. Yeah, yeah, I know. I'm, I'm being a bit... Uh bias here and hoping that, that that happens because you know obviously i'm a big fan of his as you know um yeah. and we wish him nothing but success and luck because the guys had a such a bad run of luck robbie and, and we just want him to do well right absolutely absolutely all right um and just let us know what you think man um uh, hit us up uh we'll, we'll give you our details later and, and let us know what you think about dante Exum and his prospects for the new season uh, you got your league pass sorted man by the way yep all sorted ready to all go sorted ready to go nice nice uh <laughs> All right, so give me some Hawks talk, bro. Give me some Hawks talk. Yeah, definitely. So, look, I think as what he sort of said at the start, we wanted to sort of just complete a little bit of a segment on the Hawks, um, you know, sort of each, each episode. Um, so I guess we were sort of looking at now, knowing that the training camp is just um, is just sort of, um, well, it's just starting now, isn't it? So just looking at their depth and everything else like that. So I guess there was two players we wanted to sort of, I guess, discuss in this first little edition of, of Hawks Talks. Um, so that would be um, Jalil Okafor and um, and TLC. Um, I know you pronounce his name better than me there, Woods. But, Tim- Timothy um, Lawawu Cabarro. Let me say that, right? right? Yeah. <laughs> I like it. I like it. So <laughs> look, I mean, those, those veterans have joined the training Training camp, so they've got um, non-guaranteed uh, contracts even at the moment. Um, so I guess we're just going to try and talk sort of their cases and what chances they are of, of making the team. Um, I know when we sort of discussed it earlier, Woods, it's pretty interesting that both players were also in Japan competing in the Olympics. Um, yep, absolutely. Like a fourth yeah. for Nigeria and TLC for France. Um, yeah. And that's probably, you know, given them those opportunities. Um, look, for me, probably Okafor is a funny one. You know, he was a really high draft pick. Um, he has bounced around a little bit now. Um, obviously, there has been some issues, you know, with his, his defense and everything like that. But the guy can flat out score. Um, he's huge as well. He's a legit 6'11", 260, 270 pounds. So, you know, I think he's he's a, he's still got some something to offer there. Um, so I think it's probably what – I mean, how do you see the Hawks going, Woods? What do you think in terms of their depth charge yeah. most needed? I mean, the thing is, first, let's mention they're very good friends, right, these two? And they played together in Philadelphia. They're both former uh, first-round picks of Philadelphia. So mm-hmm. it's, 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 it's tough that one of them is going to end up on this roster being very close. But um, I think you, you talk about that, uh, you know, that three spot, that small forward position for the Atlanta Hawks. And as good as TLC is, probably a better overall player in what he can offer. But you got mm-hmm. DeAndre Hunter, you got Solomon Hill, you got Cam Reddish. Um, and even Red Velvet can step up and play a bit of that three spot, right? Yeah, so yeah. there's a little bit of a less of a need for a guy like TLC on the on this lineup, right? Um, uh, and we were talking earlier, um, you know, uh, Onyeke Okongwu is, is, I love him, by the way, but he's going to be out for a while, right? And so mm. we got uh, old man Georgie, Georgie Deng, and we got uh, this, obviously Clint Capella starting. And, and you were saying that Jaleel Okafor probably 
fits in into that three-man center rotation a bit better, right? Yeah, I mean, look, I think if you compare, I mean, you've got Capella, who's, you know, predominantly a defender who can also sort of finish around the rim, um, sort of, you know, he's known more for his for his defense. Um, Jan yeah. can sort of score, but I'm not sure how much you're going to get from him at this stage. But look, in someone like Okafor, I think he could be a good sort of bench player to come on and just sort of give you a little bit of instant offense. Yep. Don't sort of be too concerned about his defense. Um, sort of come on, come on and try and contribute that way, I guess, so. Look, certainly a big opportunity for the two of them. Um, I think they're both the same age. Um, they were drafted a, a year apart, but they're year both apart, sort of, yeah, yeah, yeah. But a year apart. So look, I've both. It's probably you know a big opportunity for both of those. Um, look, I'd probably be happy to have them both on the team to be honest, Woods. But as we know, with the with the Atlanta Hawks, they may not have the the best roster in the NBA, but man, they have one of the deepest rosters. I mean, they they legit yeah. go twelve deep. They've got sort of backups at every every position. Two really good draft picks that came in this year. Um, yep. So. Yeah, look, whoever sort of does end up making it, if one of them does, it's going to be interesting to follow that during the, the training camp. I kind of got a thing for Okafor, you know, ex-Duke guy, you know, um, and, and when we talk about throwbacks, throwback hoops, he's a throwback to, mm. to the, the current center in the NBA, man. Give me the ball in the post. Let me put my back to the basket and let me try and get a bucket for you, right? That's how we That's used it. to know the game, right? And so I'm kind of a bit biased towards uh, Jalil Okafor and and I'm, I'm just going to throw it out there. I feel like the there's going to be a, a little bit of a renaissance for that back-to-the-basket play and the big man over the next 10 years where it's not just going to be threes and, and, and you know, layups. You know, you're going to have a big dog that you can throw the ball, ball to in the post and, and get it done. Well, and I mean, so you, you think yeah. about someone like him. I mean, he, that would basically stop any team that was playing a small ball five. I mean, if yeah. you tried to play a small on him, he's just going to flat-out bully him and just score him in every play. So, yeah, I think he can shift the other, you know, the opposing team sort of defences there. If, if he comes on, you need to have someone that, you know, is big enough to sort of to guard him there down low. Yeah, and I looked at a statistic the other day. The defensive, even though he's always been criticized for, uh, you know, uh, that he can't guard a bar stool, Julio Lokofer, <laughs> if you look at his defensive rating compared to TLCs, there's not that much of a discrepancy there, right? So if he can give us that and, and, and service the need for us, even if it's just like six or seven minutes a game when you need a bucket, you know, Clint Capella's in, in, in foul trouble or whatever, he's going to be able to contribute to us right away. And, and I think... The, He's a veteran now as well. Like we talked about Dante Exum, right? Mm. Jalil Rokofer was a six-year pro now, seven-year pro, right? Yeah, he's, yeah. he's been to the Olympics. He he comes with a high pedigree and he can also help some of the younger guys in the locker room. You know, so not just what he offers on the court, he's going to be able to offer some, some something off the court, right? So Absolutely, yeah. yeah. Really excited, man. I think a couple of days till the Hawks' first game. So pumped, right? Bring it on. So thanks, yo. Thanks for the first episode, Robbie. It's been a pleasure doing this with you, by the way, man. But I just got to make a few shout outs here. Um, while I was re researching, you know, how are we going to prepare for this? How are we going to do this episode? Uh, Joseph Kaur, JC, my man from the NBL Pocket Podcast, I reached out to him and, and I, I de developed a friendship with him. And he, he mentored me, gave me advice, uh, you know, taught me about what it would what it would take to be successful in, in doing something like this. And even on, on, on the last NBL Pocket podcast, you heard Robbie, he gave a shout out to, to Throwback That's Hoops, it. We right? We really appreciated it. Absolutely. Yeah. Yep. And so, you know, it's very, very nice of him. So, J JC, thanks, bro. Really appreciate it. Uh, thank you for tuning in for everyone, you know. Uh, I mean, and please subscribe to the show if you like or on whatever channel, whether it's YouTube or, or you know, any of the podcast channels that, that you you uh, you download your podcast on, as, as I mentioned earlier, please subscribe to us and support. Uh, Robbie, where, where can we where can we where can the where can the audience find us, man? Why do you want to? Why don't you tell Absolutely, them? Absolutely, mate. Yeah. Right? So yeah. look, I'll give you our Twitter handle. So it's Throwbacks Hoops. Um, we did have to put that extra S in there, unfortunately, but Throwbacks yeah. Hoops. 
um, is where you'll find us on Twitter. Um, you'll see our logo, Hawk symbol with a couple of microphones there. So, yeah, sort of follow us along there. Um, and what about where else can we find us, Woods? Uh, so if, if, if people want to email us any questions or any thoughts on, on anything, uh, our email is throwbackhoopspodcast at gmail.com. Um, at the end of this, you'll you'll see a, a visual on the screen or whatever with all this information anyway. So please do contact us if you have any questions or you want us to focus on a specific uh, topic or, or whatever. Just just holler at us and, and we'll get back to you. Um, and 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 that would be great. Um, I've also got a TikTok channel, Woody underscore V eighty three. So for your younger generation, I thought I'd you know you know, you know, appease you guys as well. And I show off a lot of our jerseys and then talk a little bit about basketball on that. So if you've got TikTok, please follow us there. Um, hey, Robbie, man, how do you think you went, bro? By the way, you know, you did all right. You know, you, you, think, okay, you, you, you think you're like J.E. Skeets, right? From the, from the basketball <laughs> Jones, don't you, man? You look I'll like it. You I'll look like him, bro. Skeets. Well, I've got that sort of, yeah, that similar yeah. build to Jay Skeets. And you've obviously got that uh, Amin El Hassan sort of vibe about you as well, mate. So maybe we can sort of just be those Amin El Hassan. Yeah, man, that's, that's my right. guy, man. I that's love right. that guy, right? Yo. Yeah, man, you went all right. You know, probably went as well as your as your Wildcats are going to do this season and then as well as your fantasy team's going to do this season, dog. You know? Not, um, yeah. Mate, it probably means you another know? championship on the way. Hey, maybe Jalil Okafor gets cut by Atlanta and the Wildcats sign him as our center. Right. That? <laughs> that would be full circle. That would be it full would. circle. Hey, it man, would. it's been good chopping up with you, homie, by the way. Been a pleasure, Woods. Look forward yeah. to doing it again next week, For mate. sure, dog, yeah.